Deer plugged in. You in on this? Toyota's versatile SUVs roll up their sleeves and take on tough jobs, dress up for a night out, or haul your family and friends with their spacious interiors. And they're available with some real sweet tech. Want a hybrid SUV? Oh yeah, they got those too. All with a slew of standard features so you won't break the bank. Get the juice at Toyota.com, folks. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Pretty much from start to finish. Uh, and we're here to break it down on the DNVR Broncos post-game show. We've got a special guest, Jarrell Casey. What's up? What's up? Appreciate y'all having us. me today. Absolutely. Yes, Thank you Good for to be being here. on. Sucks on a bad night, though. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to need could've you to... Could have been so uh, different. <laughs> it could have been man. so different, man. The Nuggets lose. The Avs lose. Why you got to bring up old stuff? And the Broncos <laughs> lose. So you just want to look forward. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. What are we on to? Oh, I mean, in classic Belichick form, we're, we're on, on to the Patriots. Well, he said we're on to Cincinnati, but yeah. But I mean, it's Belichick. Yeah, it's Talking true. about the Patriots, but can't do that. We got to digest this. Here with Todd Davis, Ryan Koningsberg, Drell Casey, Zach Stevens rolling with you guys today. Let's just start. What's your biggest takeaway from this game, Todd? We haven't figured out how to stop the run. Uh, so I feel like more than anything, we may have been getting lucky with teams abandoning the run earlier in previous games. Uh, so that, you know, statistic of giving up five or six yards to carry, I think we definitely did it tonight, and it was our Achilles heel, man. We couldn't stop the run, yeah. let the play action pass, and we just kept getting burned. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, it was uh, just the game that we feared. We talked about last week how uh, – Gibbs and Montgomery ran for over six yards per carry each. Yep. And uh, I think they did that even more drastically tonight. Let's see. Gibbs, 9.1 <laughs> yards per carry. 11 carries, 100 yards. And he wasn't even the guy that had the most carries on their team. Yep. Then Montgomery, 17 carries, 85 yards, 5 yards per carry. So their worst running back had 85 yards on 5 Boy, yards per what carry. what a night. What a night. Tough. We could have used both Jarrell and Todd out there tonight. <laughs> that is for sure. Boy, I don't know, like I don't know stopping the run would have helped to not. They couldn't stop the pass either. So yeah, yeah. it was just a rough night overall. I think it was pretty bad. Jared Goffey, you mentioned not being able to stop the pass. 
Five touchdowns. My Five God. Five touchdowns. Oh, 134 God. passer rating. The, re- the Raiders got rid of him for a reason. The Rams <laughs> got rid of him for a, ra- for a reason. Yep. And tonight, he was like, hey, I'm proving y'all wrong. Yeah. You know, tonight was one of those <laughs> nights, definitely. He's been doing a great job up there in Detroit this year. I give him props for sure. He yeah. showed out tonight. Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, big credit to Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Yeah. He got the Broncos in bad matchups all, all night, night long. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you've got... Alex Singleton covering Khalif Raymond. Yeah. You've got uh, PJ Locke covering Amon Ross St. Brown. It was just like one after another. It's like, why is this happening? But you got to give them credit. They were killing it with the motions, just yeah. getting the Broncos in bad situations. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, you know, we love to attack people by having everybody lined up on the line of scrimmage, but you can only move so far from those positions. If you're lined up on the left side and you're supposed to blitz or you have a new coverage based on motion, sometimes you got to step out and take that guy. And I think we're just getting caught in bad positions tonight. Yeah, and then the caught in bad positions, the Broncos love to be aggressive on defense. Yep. They <coughs> still brought the heat a lot, and the Lions just had the answers. I mean, and so credit to Ben Johnson, credit to the uh, the, the Lions offensive line, credit to Jared Goff, only two sacks yep. for a team that brings pressure. And they were doing yeah. it again. P.J. Locke was coming. Um, Pat was coming. A lot of guys were, were coming, and there was just no answer. And whoa, whoa, when, whoa, when you're, whoa. Hey, hey, yo. I just tried to push through after I said it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, they knew they were going to see man coverage in, like, you know, third down scenarios and big plays. Yeah. And they went to the same thing over and over again. Angle route, angle yep. route, angle route. And that's really hard to defend in man coverage, man. So, again, credit to them. My big takeaway is that the defense let them down tonight. And I think that kind of goes to the stopping the run. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, this team has been built on getting in close games, staying in there, and having Russ make big plays late. And it was just never there tonight. The, the defense, you know, we can go back and forth on that fourth and one or and the offside, offensive offside and all that. But, you know, after that, the defense just continues to get run over. Did they punt once tonight? Um, they uh, started they did, they the did, game yeah, with three they, punts. Okay, they had a couple punts. And then five straight touchdowns, yeah, to I your mean, point, though. They couldn't stop them. And, yeah. and no matter really what, like, obviously the offense wasn't great either, but... They didn't have a chance with the way the defense was getting gashed. Yeah, yeah, going back to those matchups, man, I was surprised how many times I saw P.J. Locke in man-to-man coverage. Like, I think he's a great safety, but his greatest attributes are stopping the run and blitzing. So, you know, they just kept finding us in bad matchups, like you said, and I think that was a key one because they hit that a couple times. This game was essentially the Texans' first half, except the whole game. Except the whole <laughs> game, and also the the points. The difference was the they the Lions were able to get touchdowns exactly yep. when they had opportunities. But I believe the stats, the yards in the first half of the Texans' game, the Texans had 259 yards. The Broncos had like 93 yards. The first half of this game, Broncos had 75 yards of offense Ooh. in the first half. Dang. What's worse, Jarrell, that? Or them giving up 279 yards in the first half. Them giving up 279 <laughs> yards in the first yeah. half, dog. Yeah. To give up that many yards in the first half is ridiculous. Like you said, it was just a rough night. I had, I had the Broncos definitely win this game by 14 points. Yeah. My, my guy told me I was I was out of my mind. But I said the only way they was going to get it done is defense showed up today. And the defense didn't do that at all, dog. From the front to the back. Nobody showed up and like he was saying, catch him in the right the right spots. Yeah. I think they hit him a couple of those 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 zone routes 
where you you know you got an option kind of going out, come back in, and they was picking the picking doing pick routes beautifully. I think a couple times they they could have missed, they could have called them a couple times, but they was running the routes so beautiful, and they was hitting them. Golf was hitting them. They was running the balls hard, yeah. getting into the end zone, definitely. Yeah, there was a different type of energy. Like I felt like the game hard, started boy. with the Lions having so much energy towards the Broncos. Like it was like a, a hate game or a hate week. Like they were fired up, I felt like, coming out. And the other thing is Broncos really struggle with speed. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, yep. even Khalif Raymond, obviously Jamison Williams. I mean, that's a speed team. And uh, was, I think it was Vance Joseph who said this week, like, they possess their they possess some of the speed that the Dolphins possessed, mm. and obviously it wasn't as bad as that. But at times it felt like it. The, the, this defense does a lot of great things. They struggle with uh, with individuals that possess a lot of speed. So then, Todd, you still want the Dolphins in the first round? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm nervous, man. I definitely don't want to go through that again. No. It, yeah, it looks bad. It looks like we still have a couple things we need to get figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the Broncos season's not over. That's my biggest takeaway. Oh, I love it. I love it. The season's not over for the Broncos. People on Twitter are losing their minds yes. about this, saying, oh, well, I can't believe I even tuned into this game. So, no, there's a reason you tuned in. Broncos are right in the thick of it, got a little bit of help. Uh, and some, res- well, actually, they didn't get much help today. They were um, automatically going to get some help from the Colts Steelers <laughs> right. game one way or another. Right. I was just hoping it was going to go the other way. Um, but the season's not over. What, what did we this, say? Broncos need to go three and one. Yep. I was just about to say, this is how people was at the beginning of the year. You know, when Broncos yeah. started off slow, yeah. everybody was panicking, everybody mm-hmm. going into the, sh- the shithole. But I think, you know, <laughs> the biggest thing is they, they turned it around. Yep. And like you said, why did you tune in tonight? Because they turned the season around. Exactly. That's why we tuned in tonight. Yep. You so, have the Patriots... The Raiders and the Chargers. Yep. All winnable games. All of those teams are so much worse than the Lions. Yep. All winnable games. And so, yeah, you're right, Zach. We said from the jump, three and one. And honestly, if you were going to lose one, this was the best, one, the best to one to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know. I know. I mean, we talked about this the other day. It's a week-to-week league. When yep. you win, everyone feels great. When you lose, everyone feels terrible. But... It was always three and one, and it was always if you're gonna lose one, this is the one to lose. It's a road Definitely. game out of conference. I yep. just didn't want to lose like that. Like I was, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I was yeah. okay losing, but ah, forty two. Yeah, forty two seventeen. And, and ah. like you said, Jarrell, at the beginning of the season, it was it was bad. There were some bad Man, losses. What? There were some close ones, but there were also some bad ones. And that's why tonight felt extra worse. Is it wasn't like the Texans game where it's yeah. like. For the rest of the week, we can say, oh, they were eight yards away from winning the game with playing bad football. They weren't. We'll get into the officiating and some questionable calls, and maybe should they challenge something. But none of that is going to be the difference in this game. I think the type of team that the Broncos are this year with the whole rebuild and all that, I think this this schedule lined up perfect for them. The way how they started off, the way how they came in mid-form. And, you know, when you're already on the road, you got to take a quick hit before the playoffs come. And I think this is that Mm -hmm. perfect hit for the end of the season for – the teams that they lining up against yeah. is not that strong either coming into this season. This is big wins for them coming to these next couple of games and leading to the playoffs to get themselves ready to go. Definitely. I love that. I love that point. And uh, <laughs> speaking of the 2015 Broncos, Todd, that you were on, that was not smooth sailing heading into the no. playoffs. I mean, what, that Week 17 game against the Chargers was the difference between if you guys won being the number one seed yep. and then if you lost, I think you could have, like, 
five. Fallen to five, and that's when they only had six playoff teams. So that team was definitely battle tested, and you kind of get punched in the mouth. Is is, is that what happens, Drell? Is you get punched in the mouth, and you kind of realize like, okay, we are beatable. We got to be on our game. We got to tune in and practice for the these. Finals. I think that's definitely the the key for any for all top teams at one point. You know, it's a point in the season where you're like. You don't want to take a loss, but it's like we need it. You yeah. know, guys are getting a little bit beside themselves. You know, yeah. guys getting a little bit in front of the media a little bit. You know, you get to that point in the season where you get a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's that point of the time of the year where it's like, hey, let's bring us back now. We were, we, we were who we was at the beginning of the year. Don't forget. Yeah. You know, now we're now starting to get this thing turned around. We're starting to now become a unit. Yeah. Let's let's ride this wave like we're supposed to. Yeah. But you have to bring them back down because after, after a certain while, you get players on the team who at the beginning of the year, you ain't doing so well. Now you can start to over get too confident. And now when it's time for the big games, you start letting them fall through the cracks. So I think this is that perfect time to humble yourself before these next big games come up to get into playoffs for sure. You know who I think really agrees with you? I think Sean Payton really agrees oh, with you because he's talked about <laughs> during his time in New Orleans. He hasn't really had to do it yet with the Broncos because of their rough start. But he talked about during his time in New Orleans when things are really good, he had to sometimes create emergencies is yes. what he'd call them. Yes. And if the team's 5-0 and in their past five games, he'd make a little situation come up where everyone's like, whoa, 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 I thought we were good and kind of catches them off guard. Now, he doesn't have to create one. This game was an emergency for them. Yep. Because yep. it just gets everyone to open their eyes up. Definitely. Yeah, it wakes them back up. I yep. think that guys didn't fall asleep at the wheel, but I think they may have gotten comfortable a little bit. They started, they were doing well, and they were rolling. And they were proving that it wasn't a fluke. So, uh, you know, they felt like they could do a weekend and week out. And obviously, I feel like with this one, maybe the preparation wasn't there. So hopefully this locks the guys back in, like Jarrell is saying. Because that's important. Heading into the playoffs, you got to be locked in. Yeah. Be in. yeah, and if you want to be locked in, check out our friends over at Bet365 where, uh, man. Well, I got worked tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I got, got many texts from friends saying the exact same thing, right? Yeah, it was tough a tough night. In Denver. But, you know, the good thing is if you want bonus bets to make it back up, Bet365 is going to give you bonus bets. If you use the code DNBR365 at sign up, they're going to give you two options. One option is you can have um, at sign up a thousand dollar safety bet bonus that's going to give you back uh your bets if you lose up to a thousand dollars or yeah, seriously, <laughs> uh, or you can bet five dollars and you're going to get 150 dollars in bonus bets so check them out over at bet 365 if you think the broncos are going to have a big bounce back next week you can use that those bonus bets on the broncos and patriots you can use them on full nfl slate tomorrow as well so check them out Use the code DNBR365 over at Bet365, and you must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. A shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. Uh, we definitely love our Breckenridge Distillery here. You can see we've been drinking a little bit of, of it tonight <laughs> because this is a sad night. That's uh, a great holiday gift, and they have they are the official bourbon of the DNBR uh, Broncos contest. Um, Denver Broncos contest, sorry about that, uh, where you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Suite for the Broncos versus Chargers game, December 31st, 2023. It's going to be a great game. I promise you it's going to be a lot better than this. So head to BreckenridgeDistillery.com forward slash bourbon of Denver Broncos. Enter the win. Um, tell them DNVR sent you. Todd, there were about two more inches of bourbon in that bottle when we did the pregame show. For sure, show. for sure. Wait, did you tap into that? No, I was on some <laughs> other stuff over there. I was... <laughs> Someone was getting into it, and it's hard, it's hard not to. Yeah, when, I... uh, when you got breakfast still in front of you and when the Broncos game goes like I'm that. I'm definitely getting into it after this. There we go. Don't need it. <laughs> uh, all right, should we go through the game? 
and kind of break down some key moments of the game? Yeah, I mean, there's some some big things that need to be discussed. Mmm. Do you just want to dive right into it, or you want to start from the beginning? I mean, it's up to you. But I think we can... I, I personally want to dive right into Sean Payton screaming yep. <laughs> at Russell Wilson on the sidelines. Because it's not clear exactly what that was all about. Uh-huh. Uh, and... I think you, you can kind of try and guess, but that was an interesting moment. Uh, and Russ <coughs> was completely stoic. He looked like a statue. He didn't shake his head and say, okay, yeah, I got you. He just kind of took it, and then they went their separate ways. Is, is Sean yelling at him that he needs to get Quinn lined up correctly? So uh, the only thing I could think of, because he was going at him, he yeah. was laying into him on the sideline. The only thing I could think of is Russ snapped the ball with 17 seconds left in the, in the play clock. I don't know if maybe uh, Russ or, or Sean wanted more time to see if to get the call from upstairs to see if he should challenge the play before. Maybe mm. that's what it was. Um, but it seemed like everything on that series was more on Sean not uh-huh. challenging things than, I mean, he didn't put the ball in Russ's hands. Yeah, we might as well go through the whole sequence. Okay, well, oh, to, of that series. Yeah, that yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. They get first and goal from the nine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, quick pass to Jaleel, who gets absolutely blasted, mm-hmm. but then he falls forward. Boy. Did he get the ball? Never, ball never crosses. Okay. Ball okay. never cr- crosses the pie line. Yeah. And, and so he stuffs him right, like literally shoulder, shoulder on the ball. Yeah. Shoulder on the ball. Yeah. Stuffs him right on the line of scrimmage. I think, I think the spot was bad. I think they backed it up a little yep. bit too mm-hmm. far. Okay. But definitely wasn't a touchdown. Definitely wasn't a touchdown. And, and it's one that maybe you could have challenged, but I think the, the people upstairs just immediately say there's no angle, mm-hmm. right? If they had a camera right over the ball, maybe yeah. you could see all, you know. But you got to remember, too, all touchdowns are challengeable, right? They would have challenged it if it was a touchdown now. Right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But no matter what they called on the field, I think it was going to stand because you couldn't see the ball. You couldn't see, exactly. couldn't yeah, see the ball. Exactly. So that one... I think you did the right thing by yeah. not challenging it. I agree, and especially because maybe you win the challenge and it goes up a foot. Uh-huh. That's probably not worth yeah, the challenge, exactly. in my opinion. Spotted the ball. They don't even yeah. do that. Oh, it's just yep. challenge, touchdown yeah. or not. They'll only consider it a one challenge if it's a first down or a touchdown or mm. it changes the, the whole outcome. Well, then there you go. Then you're definitely not going to do that. Um, then next play, Javante. So close. Oh, yeah. Did he get in? Again, I don't know. Uh, that was tough. <laughs> I think he, I think he does get in, but they called a no touchdown on the field, and yeah. like you said, there was no was angle bang, again. Bang, like, I think yeah. I think his body and his arm was over, but they had no angle to reverse what they had called. So was it the right move to not challenge? Yes, because I don't think there was an angle where they could have said, "Yeah, he was actually in." I'll and, tell you who I have an issue with there, and who? it's not Sean Payton. It's Javante. <laughs> you you got to win there. It's one on one. Got to You're get a power zone. back. It's one-on-one between you and a defender. You got to get one yard. Leave your feet. Do whatever you have to do. You cannot get brought down there. And I think he was a little bit surprised at the quality of tackle he got because, like, he's out in space. Like, he's never going to get stopped like that. It was a great tackle. But I want him to, you know, just sell out for the touchdown. That's big. That's big. Could have reached out something. He didn't give him nothing that's thrown in that one. Yeah, you're right. And then uh, Michael Burton, touchdown. Uh Broncos are in. uh, not really, though. Yep. Because an offsides is called. That's uh, trash. How tough is that one? Oh, man. So, we got to break this penalty down because when you look, Quinn's head 
is what midway through the ball. It's uh -huh. not on the other side of yeah. the ball, but it's midway through the ball. And Ryan, apparently that <coughs> is offsides. Yeah. yeah, it's something that we've just never known before because the NFL never cared about it until this year. And obviously the Chiefs took the brunt <laughs> end of it last week. And uh, so I looked it up after I was you know looking at all these angles. It's like he's clearly not across the ball. Um, but our friend Adam Hogue from CHGO Bears tweeted, this is the right call. So I looked into it. The neutral zone is the ball. So for the offense, the neutral zone begins on the back of the ball. For the defense, it begins on the front of the ball. Yeah. Quinn's clearly in the neutral zone. As much as I hate the call that it happened, I think it was right. But that's why if you, like, when they teach you O-line, yeah. they teach you to line up on your center's hip. hip. Yep, exactly. Because now they keep you within that distance of the neutral zone and also allow your receivers to line up properly where the line of scrimmage is supposed to be. Because, like you say, that ball is that neutral zone in front and the backside of it. Yep. So that has to be on Quinn, right? Yeah. Or is yeah, that that's on him? Okay. You line yeah. Up. yeah. I would think so. Once your center lined up, you gotta line up. You the next guy. Yep. So and then, then you tackle and everybody lined up off you. So that's on that guard for sure. So then why is Sean screaming I, at Russ and not Quinn? I think it's the first play. Mm. I think there's an open receiver there. Oh. And I think Sean's saying we shouldn't even have been in that situation. You should have made the right play on the first play. Yeah. The first play was a fade to Cortland. Is that the one you're talking about? No, the one that he hit Javante on the pass. The Jaleel? Jaleel. Jaleel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like you there was another was... option. Because mm. I feel like that's the only reason why he'd be yelling at him. is like, we shouldn't even been in that situation. We should have already scored this touchdown. That reminds mm. We've had that situation earlier in this year, too, where there's been many times where it's like, why is Sean yelling at Russ? Uh -huh. And we found out the exact same thing. It wasn't for that next play. Yep. It was for something that happened earlier in the drive. I think yep. I think you're spot on Might there, Todd. It. I kind of like your call, though, of he wanted more time for the booth. Um, you're in charge. You know, when you're on defense, you know the offense <laughs> is running up there. They're going to try and snap the ball as fast as they can. When you're on offense, you're in control of giving your team as much time as they need to get the angle to potentially throw a challenge flag. I didn't know he snapped the ball with 17 seconds on the clock. 17 seconds goes a long way in watching those replays. That might be it. Yeah. Do you think whatever it is, was Sean we'll justified to go off like that? <laughs> well, Sean talked about it after the game, uh, and I think he's very pissed. Uh. Here's what he said. Um, so Sean insisted he was mad about the penalty called on Quinn rather than the play at the line of scrimmage. And then he said, when asked about Russ specifically, his conversation with Russ, he said, quote, what I talked to about Russell is none of your business. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you <think> Russell. <laughs> yeah, right, Russell. <laughs> man. Yeah. He almost busted out the middle, man. man. <laughs> He's on punishment. <laughs> to me, am I reading too much into that? Is he still he probably, he probably, ignore Russell, he probably changed the call in the huddle or something. Mm. He probably called a certain play, and then, you know, Russ, he wanted to be the coordinator himself, so... He probably felt like he had a different call. That could be it and too. When he was like, because he was like, he when his head said it was like, wait, well, basically run the damn call. Yeah. Like you should have ran what we gave you. Oh, that's so a good probably, one too. He probably changed up the call, probably. Oh, thinking of what would piss Sean off the most is not getting into the end zone because the quarterback changed the play call that he sent in. Yeah, but if yeah. Quinn's lined up offside, it doesn't matter what the call, <laughs> what you call is. Yeah, that doesn't matter. But then he gets to blame some. Well, I guess he could have blamed Quinn as well. Also, just to get all of the angles and storylines out there, you could also maybe make a case that the tip of Aiden Hutchinson's face mask was also in the neutral zone on that play. Mm. It's like, I don't know. 
It's a tough call, and someone in the in the comments said they never call that, and that's true. Up until this season, I believe that is now the 13th offensive offsides yeah. that has been called this year. Is a point of emphasis for uh, for the officials, and everyone's got to get with it. Drill, you wish that was more of a point of emphasis when you played? Offensive offsides? Man, <laughs> tell me about it. You yeah. get a couple times when you get the old lineman just sitting right there, just yeah. couching that ball, yeah. especially in the fourth and one inches type, type situation. Yeah, right. Definitely wish that was a point of emphasis because, <laughs> yeah. man, we get caught in that neutral zone so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny seeing, like, offenses finally getting calls called yeah. and they don't know how to handle it. Right. Like, yeah. like, right. They're freaking out. Yeah. Like, they think the world is breaking loose or yeah. the world is ending. Like, we've been dealing with this kind of I think of Kadarius Tony's threatening, like, litigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, wait on this. This is going to happen. Jason Kelsey is going to get called for it because you can call it on the center, too. Uh, One of these uh, brotherly shoves. Because if all it takes is before you start moving that ball, if you just lean your head into the back of the ball at all, he's going to get called in a big one. I guarantee it. Yeah. So there were many questionable coaching things or not coaching things on that of whether to challenge or not. But then what about just kicking the field goal? Because then they're backed up five yards. So uh -huh. it's fourth and goal six. from the six. Yeah. And he decides to kick the field goal. I did. That was like giving up essentially to me right there to cut yeah. the lead from what was it? 28 to 21 to 18. Yeah, yeah, that that's what 28, the score. 10, yeah. yeah, it's still a three possession game. I don't like that. I think you go for the win, um, or you go to keep the game into winning instead of just making it not as embarrassing. Am yeah. I off on here? No, I, I think you're right. I think he just has so much going on in yes. his man, in his mind. He's like, f this, kick the ball, like. Yeah. These Let me guys can get it right. right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. A little frustration going on around <laughs> exactly. there. Huh? Yeah, and like, you know, obviously as a coordinator or a play caller, you're thinking, what's my next call? What's my next call? What's my next call? But you're not thinking of what am I going to call if this becomes fourth and six. Yeah. So he's losing his minds on the referees, and he doesn't have like an immediate, okay, go run this play because he wasn't prepared for fourth and six. I completely agree with you, though. He did the wrong thing. Now, again, it comes. They weren't gonna go stop him. Like no. they never showed at any point in the night that they were gonna be able to stop him. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it, you know he lost the game, but go, going from three scores to three scores halfway through the third quarter just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. We just heard from Russ talking about his interaction mm. with uh, Sean, and he said we wanted to score on that drive more than anything else. We were just frustrated we didn't score there. That's our focus. Didn't really look like Russ. It, it didn't really like look like it was a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we talked about it like Russ just took that. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, you're probably not going to scream back at the coach. But we've seen some players where yeah. there are some heated exchanges and it goes from a coach to a player and then a player back to a coach. None of that there. No. But I think that's the good thing about Russ. You know, that's that's been his fashion ever since he's been with the Seahawks. Yeah. He's always, even when him and Carroll get, uh, get in heated arguments, he keep that straight face, he get right back to business, and he yeah. try to do what he got to do. What even would you have done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It would have been fighting on the sideline. But, nah, I think that's why Russ, you know, who he is. Yeah. Definitely. I give him respect for that because it takes a lot. It takes a lot when you're in the heat of a moment in the game yeah. and, you know, you're out there giving everything you can. You yeah. ain't doing nothing to mess up the game. Yeah. And you get a coach come on the sideline, you don't give me a chance to even breathe for a second. Yeah. That's the time they get me, dude. It's like, dude, be quiet for a second. Let me gather my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then let's talk about it on the sideline. Yeah. Yep. But sometimes you get the coach that come right on the sideline. You uh -huh. just going back and forth. You see those altercations like that. Yeah. It's just, you got to be able to be like, all right. <laughs> I feel like I was normally pretty good at, like, receiving harsh criticism from a coach if I knew I did something wrong. Who was your harshest coach? Um, mm. 
I don't really have too many crazy coaches, to be honest. At least coaches that go cra- that went crazy on me. Of course, my linebacker coach and I, we had our interactions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just comes with the territory. But if I felt like I was right or I did the right thing, then I have to say something. <laughs> right. I can't just, like, take it at that point. One of your Russ, I'm sitting there being like, okay, I put the ball in a good spot for Cortland on first down. Uh-huh. Nice play from the defense. On second down, I hit Jaleel. He gets to the one-inch line. On third down... Not, had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And fourth down had nothing to do yeah. with me either. Yeah. Like, what are we, what are yeah. we doing here? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Yep. That's why it could be something earlier in the play, or earlier in the series. Exactly what you're saying. Maybe he did miss someone on that Jaleel. Maybe. Interesting. Um, okay, so let's now go through the rest of the game and what was important here. Um, and before we do, let's give a shout-out to our <coughs> friends over at... Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery. Shout-out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Some of the best beers in Colorado. Some of the best beers in the world, and you can find them anywhere if you use the Breck Brew Locator. Go to their website, BreckenridgeBrewery.com, and you can find the Breck Brew Locator. Type in your favorite beer or any beers and uh, find any Breckenridge breweries with uh, any Breckenridge brews within a 50-mile radius of you. Uh, so you can go get them. Depends on if you're in Colorado, Alaska, Hawaii. Check it out. Use the Breckenridge Brewery Locator. And you can get some uh, Broncos Country Pale Ale if you're here in Colorado, which is always nice to have during a Broncos game. Really tough day uh, going over to Bet365 and betting, but maybe not as tough of a day if you're going over to Prize Picks and doing Daily Fantasy, where Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports in North America. They make it easy to play. And here's the thing you're not betting against, or you're not going against other people, you're just going against numbers, which is really cool and unique about Prize prize picks um you're going against two to six players so you pick two to six players and then you just try to build the best lineup so if you had jared goff tonight unfortunately really good for your lineup um and you can win up to 25 times your money with basketball season here uh and what you do is you pick two or more players pick more or less than their projected stats and place your entry so it's really easy straightforward picking over unders here um and you can do it you can combine football and basketball in your play which is really cool That's with fun. the nuggets and broncos playing tonight you could combine those easy as well so you can do Cortland sutton over with jamal murray and you can combine those so really cool so if you want to check out prize picks what they're going to do is they're going to give a hundred dollars out when you sign up so make sure to go to prizepicks.com slash DNVR and use code DNVR with your first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash DNVR. All right, let's jump in here. Top let's, five? Yeah, let, let's go through the top five. Top five, bet three, six, five, top five reasons Broncos lost. Yep. You want yeah. to do that? We can do that. Let's do it. What's number one? Couldn't stop the run. Mm. Yep. I think that has to be it. 180 yards rushing. Um, they were unstoppable. Yeah. Anytime they wanted to run the ball, they had success doing it. It really set up their uh, play-action pass. And anytime you can't stop the run, I think you just, you know, leave teams limitless. Um, so that's always got to be the key. So that's the number one reason why they lost tonight. 6.6 yards per carry. Yeah. And they did it 28 times. Man. I mean, just how demoralizing <laughs> is that? For two defensive guys, uh, when when you just know, you go into a game know that knowing that they're going to try to run the ball, you know that you have to stop it. And then you just can't. It's, it it makes you not feel like a man no more. You, know? <laughs> you go out there and you know you, you just you, feel soft. 
it's, it's, you got one job up there up front, and that's stop the run, man. No matter how much it is to put pressure on the quarterback, that's for the guys on the edge. Yep. But for you guys in that middle, man, to stop that run and just let somebody just pound it after run after run, it's just, like you say, it just brings you down, brings your team down. Because the guys on the backside, they see that. They, you know they, they watching it. you, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you think about it, like, they the first one to see everything happening. They watching yeah. your back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's either, yeah. either a 350-pound guy getting blown backwards or a hole opening wide up. Yeah. Yep. And that view for them is just like, dude, over and over. Yeah. Yep. They don't want to hit nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but every time they got to get you got a guy running almost, what, 15 miles per an hour yeah. once they hit yeah. secondary? Yeah. Yeah. And so I know, yeah, that got to be pretty rough. Man. I feel like you, yeah. you don't even want to see that face. Yeah. On the sideline, man. because you know when a deep pass hit, we the first one to look back like, Talking hey, come on. <laughs> so to have one no days a day, it was definitely rough, man. Definitely rough. But I'll say the number two thing uh, that beat them today. I say they didn't have no offense. Period. Their offense just did not show up. Yep. I know the defense had a bad day, yep. and it's it's hard to get anything going, but. When your offense not doing anything, yeah. you have no breather. You have no time to rest. Yeah. Like, we got to take that into account, too. I think today 100%. their offense didn't show up not in the pass game, not in the run game. They just was missing all the way around the board and didn't give their, all, their defense a chance to breathe or calm down not one bit in this game. So I think that I think the thing is offense didn't show up at all either. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the offense is kind of uh, thanking the defense because they're taking all the heat he, off yeah. of them uh-huh. because 75 yards of offense in, a, in an entire half? Crazy. Like, that's just okay for a quarter <laughs> and a half yikes yeah and and i give him a, a pass on this one because he's been so good but sean payton just had a bad game plan today i thought um you know the lions came they decided they were going to bring a lot of pressure and the broncos didn't have an answer for that until bit. the second half of the yeah, game i mean yeah. you start the game you did have a nice play to start the game but that that drive ends in a fumble then it's punt 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 end of half and after the half, they kind of figured some things out and were able to get some offense going. But whatever they thought they were going to come out and do against the Lions, they could not do any of it. They yeah. end up rushing the ball for three yards per carry. We knew running the ball was going to be hard. And I didn't feel like they schemed up anything from in the passing game that gave them a chance to have success earlier in this game. 100%. I think that three yards is actually like they passed Inflated. that towards the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it was nowhere near that the first like three quarters of the game. They got some good runs towards the end of the game that kind of boosted their stats, but it was bad. It was really bad. The first half rushing, 12 carries, 25 yards. 2.1 yards per carry. Yep. Bad. And when it cut in, 11 of those yards were Marvin Mims on just one run. Great. So, <laughs> Javante, six carries in the first half, six yards. Man. Tough. One yard a pop. Yes, yes, Man. tough. Yeah. And uh, to play off of that, the offense was so bad. The 75 yards is so bad. 40 of those yards came on one play. The very first the very play first. of the game yep. with Jerry Judy, where that was dirty. When yep. he, he broke a guy's ankles. Huh? And then it felt like, okay, here we go, here we go, they're going. And uh, to point to a specific play, maybe that... <laughs> The fourth thing is that that Russ fumble at the beginning because it's like, man, Broncos are going. You just forced the Lions to punt to start the game. Now you're getting the ball. Jerry yeah. Judy has a big play. Um, they were at least going to get a field goal. The Broncos are going to take the lead, something they didn't have the entire game. Yeah. And they were going to start the game on momentum the right foot. Momentum shifters. And man, exactly. A big momentum shifter. 
And uh, Russ, I mean, offensive line has to get better protection. Yeah. But Russ just has to protect the ball better. If it, you're gonna get sacked at times, uh-huh. but you gotta protect the ball. I think that's been one of his big weaknesses. Weaknesses this year is yeah. not protecting the football. Yeah, five and fumbles. Fumble. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to run around with that ball very loose, and you know you gotta learn how to protect it. I think that's one of the biggest things, and that's gonna hurt them going into the playoffs um, if they make it in there. You know, gotta be able to protect the ball, and not just him. I think the running backs had a hard time with it this year. The receivers never had a hard time with it this year. It yeah. just, you know, their offense got to start protecting that ball a lot more. Yeah, sure. It's hard because Russ has made a lot of plays with his feet. Yeah. And so you see him, you know, they're obviously crashing the edge. He's running, coming off a bootleg. And you think, like, oh, he might be able to slip someone and go make a play. And just wasn't there. And he leaves the ball out. Easy strip. <laughs> yeah. I have tough. to imagine, too, when you know, especially a quarterback uh-huh. is having some ball control issues as a defense. Isn't that just preached on during the week? And then once you're on the field, you're just smelling blood and looking for that all game? <laughs> yeah, they talk about it. Like, and we have, like, our pregame or, like, even, like, throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, like, our breakdowns. Those are like, hey, this guy will give you one. Like, if you go after the ball, you see him scramble, you can get one off of him. You just got to go get it. So, yeah. uh, it's definitely talked about. I'm sure they practice Big difference. It. Big difference. For sure. And, like, because I know for a defense, for sure, you, they even have guys come out to the scout team. Like, oh, uh-huh. he's a guy that like to run the ball like this. A guy who like to do, and they have the guy scout team service run around like that. So you can practice on defense trying to mm, strip yep, the ball. Yep, exactly. So if you ever see them like just focusing mm. on that, I mean, it was a big emphasis mm. that week. Definitely for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll go reason five no pass rush. No pass so, yeah. rush. None at Nada. all. And I know it makes it harder when you're allowing the run like that, but there's third and nines out there, uh-huh. third and 11s out there. And they weren't able to get anyone home. I think Jonathan Cooper got a sack at the end of the game, so that was one. And then you had DJ Jones get one earlier in the game. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, and that's the one that got them out of field goal range after yeah. the fumble. So that's the first drive and the last drive. Nothing in between. Uh, and you just can't leave those guys out there that long, especially when you, going back to my original point, they were getting great matchups. And so it's like you've got uh, Khalif Raymond comes in motion. He's like running a wheel route, and then he does a stop on Alex Singleton. Like, shouldn't have time for all that. <laughs> yeah. But when you do, that's easy. Yeah. I was about to say, that's the biggest thing about when it comes to pass rush is, especially man coverage. When you're in man coverage defense, they say it's man, you're playing hand-to-hand. Yeah. The pass rush got to work for the secondary to do out of work because it's, it's impossible for these guys to be able to keep up with these receivers running Too that fast, fast yep. changing multiple directions of routes, yep. and letting the quarterback sit back there and just patty cake all day and hit wide open, as you can see, wide open guys. Just because you can't just run around with a guy all day. You can cover him for two seconds. Okay. But after that two seconds, uh, he's open. Yep. He's open. Especially Jared Goff. Yeah. Like, he's you should open. be able to get to Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's not like someone who's just elusive and running away from I guys. was just about to say, it wasn't like he was scrambling today. No, no he, really he was wasn't. just sitting there. So. He was comfortable. He <laughs> made a couple a couple plays under the rest that were nice. Yeah. Uh, but for the most of the night, he was, he was pretty comfortable back yeah, there. Yeah, he was. And then once the Broncos were able to get to the wide open guys, the yeah. tackling was so bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it just reminds flashbacks of Miami with how bad the <laughs> tackling was. And that's something I've taken for granted these past eight weeks, just how good the tackling it's has been. been. And mm-hmm. I just it, and I haven't thought about it, which means they've been doing a good job. How does how does tackling just go away for an entire team in one game? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think they've had their days. issues. <laughs> they've had their issues throughout the season. So it's just been like the ebbs and flow of like being able to wrap up your guy and tackle. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they were tired from the long trip going to Detroit. 
Um, I was going to say, you don't have, like, Josie and Alex don't really miss tackles. Alex had a couple issues early in the season. (laughs) Yes, early. Since then, like, especially Josie, he's so consistent. Exactly. They were just grabbing air tonight. It's be one of those nights. It might be the speed. Yep. It might be the speed of of the players that affect it the most. Yeah, there was one on the sideline. I think it might have been Moreau. Uh, with Jamison Williams, and it's yeah. like, hey, you have the sideline. The sideline is your push friend. Him out of bounds. Just yeah, yeah. go get him, and like he kind of breaks down, and Jamison just scoots up the sideline. It's like they just had a bunch of those tonight, where it's yeah. like they didn't attack. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the very first play of the game wasn't it? PJ Locke who had St. Brown on the sideline after it, yep. and then he wasn't able to get him. He shakes off for yep. an additional yep. ten yards or something like yeah. that. Yeah, man, it was uh, morale gets you too, man. When you see things like that, one of your best tacklers, yeah, get shook out there. It can throw people off a little yeah. bit. Be like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> like, if he shook him, <laughs> what's going on today? Get ready. So, so if I try to go out there, you get a little nervous now. Yeah. You, like you say, you're not firing off no more because you're now worrying about their speed, yep. trying to make sure you don't miss that tackle. Right. And you're going you're gonna to bound to miss that tackle for right. sure. Right. So I think that's probably another thing that could have been happening tonight is overthinking themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Good news. I can't think of any fast player on the Patriots. No. No, thank God. <laughs> Should be a good one. Should be a good one. Yeah. Honestly, the, the last three teams don't pres- don't pose that matchup issue at all for for the Broncos. Yeah. No. This is the first time we've talked, besides the pregame show, since uh, the Chargers have cleaned house. Yep. Fired head coach. Fired oh, the did. GM. Yep. So that means the final two games of the season for the Broncos, they're going up against a backup quarterback, oh, yeah, an man. interim head coach, and an interim general manager. General manager part doesn't really matter. Those but like, are scary on. moments, though. This one, those, those interim coaches come in and be getting that team yeah, fired, fired up. up. So how long so, does that last? Usually it's one, it's game. one game. One game. This, yeah. yeah, so. Well, Broncos, it works out perfectly. Because yeah. they, they, they won't get that first interim coach game. Yeah. No, they will against the Chargers, won't they? No. No, because oh, no, that'd be next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, then, you go. Because I agree, those are scary games. Yeah, no, they are. Because everyone focuses a little bit. It's a different type of hype there. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you have, you know, probably Zappy starting for the Patriots. Yep, 100%. So three straight backup quarterbacks yep. finish the season. Come on. It's it's on them if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean things are shaking out just perfectly for them. And uh, we got a lot of people chiming in the comment section, wanting to talk about the game, and maybe we'll take just a, a bigger picture look, a step out to see where things are. But let's me tell you first about our friends over at Shady Rays, where I think tomorrow. It's like 62 or something, sunny, nice out. Really? So you want to throw it. Well, check the weather before. Don't okay, just trust me right, on right. that. Uh, so check out our friends over at Shady Rays. 63 and, and sunny, man. Boom. Nice. Only one degree off. So check out our friends over at Shady Rays. Use the code DNVR to get 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays. And now it's the perfect time to use that because if you're going to get someone a gift, you get one for yourself at 50% off both pairs. So check them out, ShadyRays.com, code DNVR. So funny because I was thinking back to that uh, that show we did where everybody couldn't hear you, and literally I had Shady Rays pulled up and I was just about to start reading. <laughs> I took one last glance. I was like, "Oh shoot, that's got to be the wrong one." All right, let me tell you about our friends over at Baxter and Shanker. Uh, call 222-2222 to set up a consultation. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families, and they've been doing it for over 25 years. Uh, they're free until they win money for your case. There's no upfront fee to talk with them about your case, which is great. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients, and they have even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. 
Uh, they have more than 30 lawyers on staff, so they have more than enough people to protect you. If you were hurt and weren't at fault, whether it was an accident, uh, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian truck, call Baxter and Shanker, 222-222 to set up a consultation. And Baxter and Shanker is probably going to say to the to the opposing side is, what I talk about with my clients is none of your business. Exactly. <laughs> Take a page out of Sean Payton's book there. Oh, man, I want to know. It oh, is. I want it to be my business. Man. <laughs> Jared Stidham playing at the end of the game. Either something you love to see no. or you hate to see. Yeah. Well, because they could have been up 42 to 17 and Jared Stidham's in. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, guess not, so. Not, the, not the time for him to be getting his first snaps as a Bronco. Um, okay, let's hop into the comment section. We've got some super chats rolling in here. Oh, a lot of them. Andrew chimes in and says, I really hope we don't make it to the... Am I reading this right? Yep. I really hope we don't make it to the playoffs oh and get embarrassed again on national tv Dang. i'm glad we don't have big commitment on the linebacker side wow. wow we have a chance to clean house in that position wow they've been playing great all yeah. year I I know. Just yeah. that. that's just pure slander was, uh, <laughs> sorry no i was gonna say was this a bad game from the defensive line uh, I think it was a bad game from everybody. Exactly. Is yeah, that, that, all the way I, I was going to go through all. And yes. It was a bad game from everyone. I mean, there are even people saying, like, Pat Sertan's way overrated. Oh, my and, God. And that's man. absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also uh, told, I disagree with the linebacker comment. Yeah. They had a bad game. So, so did the entire defense. When yeah, you exactly. give up, like, 500 yards and 42 points. It's more points, than two more people. Than, exactly. Yeah. And it means that everyone did that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But Vance probably had a tough game as well. Yeah. Everyone did. Yeah. I mean... No one in the secondary is ever going to have a great game when everyone in front of them is playing poorly. And you could say the same thing about both sides. Yeah. 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 Um, but about the future of the linebackers, it's looking more and more like Josie that they're going to re-sign him, I I'd think imagine. Because Drew Sanders, the guy that they brought in to replace Josie Jewell, is now just a full-time outside uh -huh. linebacker. So, like, they moved him position. So, looks like uh, it's going to be the opposite of that commenter. Yep. Also, I know I feel like we always have to do this after loss. Broncos are still at 500. Right? Yeah. Seven and seven. They were one and five. <laughs> right. Yeah. We got to have a little bit of perspective here about where this team is headed based on where they were. Six yep. and two in their past eight. Third hottest <laughs> team in the NFL, I think. Yeah, yep. it didn't yep. feel like it tonight, but. No, it didn't. And again, you know, all these people saying they're cooked. All that happened tonight is their margin of error became very, very slow. Uh -huh. yeah. They're far from cooked, though. Right. Just a little sizzle. <laughs> you turn the heat on. Yeah, the heat's on a little bit. But <laughs> not good. Not good. Uh, Andrew again says, tinfoil hat take. Sean has been scouting a new quarterback throughout the season. When asked about the other quarterbacks, he's had a lot of info and scouting them. That's part I mean, of he should job. have a lot of info I was just about to say, everybody. Yeah, he, should know, yeah. everybody. he should know kind of the league. You know, but, I think that's part of his job. I, I would not be surprised if Sean has his eyes on 100%. other quarterbacks always, unless he's got Drew Brees as his quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you would think that too. Drew, um, Russ is not necessarily his guy. Russ came in right before the last coach was yep. there. Yep. They pay Russ, so he had to deal with that situation. Yep. I'm pretty sure he's ready for a newer, fresher quarterback, especially with this new year draft coming up. Yep. He's looking for a hot quarterback coming in, for sure. Even when Drew Brees was his quarterback, he went and got a taste of milk because he was like, I want to do some other stuff out here. Exactly. Uh -huh. And then on top of that, he said he was one pick away from drafting Patrick Mahomes. They were one pick away before the Chiefs jumped him. Yeah. And he said he was going to draft Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Now it's easy I'd to say, say that, that too. now. But. <laughs> 
Everybody wanted Pat. Right? I was gonna say Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. <laughs> you got like the Bears GM who, who took Mitch Trubisky, being like, "Yeah, I was gonna take Pat, but you know, some things were wrong." John Fox wanted him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he still went tenth, even though everyone wanted him, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, really quick. Let's go down the line. Do you think Russell Wilson's starting quarterback for the Broncos week oh, one man. next year? Doug? I'm gonna say no. Um, I think that I think that Sean is gonna want more out of his quarterback for the next couple of years, and I feel like he feels like he can maybe mold a quarterback to do this, and then also have more success for him down the line. So I'm gonna say no. Jarrell? I'm gonna say no. Also, I just think the money they can use next year to rebuild and start getting some players that they can bring in there. That's the main reason I'll say no. Not because it's skill talent. I think more so they can use that money to get a different quarterback. Go in the draft, get a different quarterback, and use that money to build up, get them some tight ends, get them some receivers that are going to really go out there and, you know, make some change for them. I'm going to say no as well. Wow. Nice. I don't think uh, Russ is back next year. Brian? I'm going to say yes. And the main reason is because this, the, the financial situation, you're still really tied to him. Like, we know that it's better to move on from him this year than it would be next year. But – it's still going to be a huge, huge undertaking to try and get out from under that contract and continue to build a roster when you're paying a guy that's not on your team that much money. So, I don't know. There's also a part of me that's like, Sean's like, I got three more years of this, and I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, and I don't think Russ can do it, so I'm going to try something else. But I'm going to say he is. And I think the biggest thing is that Russ is not Sean's quarterback. Yeah, not his guy. Not his guy. Uh, Felipe comes in and says, this game was embarrassing. Don't deserve the playoffs. There's a lot of teams who don't deserve the playoffs, but someone's going to have to go. <laughs> and there's a lot of teams that got a Bears this year that's, that's actually playoff material teams. Yeah. Yeah. So just because you get a Bears in one game doesn't mean you're not deservable. Yep. And so. that's kind of the good thing about the NFL as opposed to college football. Yep. How you win and lose yep. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just your record matters. Where in college, it absolutely matters how you win yep. and lose. Just look at Florida State. Yeah. So this is just a loss. And at the end of the season, it's going to be looked at as 0-1. And, like, again, we're just overreacting a little bit here. You always want a ticket to the dance. Anything can happen once you get there. Just like I was talking about earlier this week. Like, the the NFL is weak this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you just want to get in and see what happens. You don't say, like, oh, I'm afraid we're going to get a bad matchup and get embarrassed. No, you say, we got to get in there because once we're in there, anything can happen. Yeah. Now, a comment on the total opposite side. David Johnston says, let's go Broncos. There we go, with David. 15 exclamation marks. Don't know if he's trolling, but we appreciate you chiming in with us, David. And the, and the Super Chat. Yeah, absolutely. VT, pay good money. VT82 <laughs> says, being blown out and still have a chance to be in the playoffs isn't the worst thing. Return home and reset. Yep. Do you know that in the history of the Denver Broncos, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams that have this, um, it's, first of all, it's rare to go on a three-game road trip. But the Broncos played three road games in a row. In the history of the Denver Broncos, they've never gone two and one in those games. Or three and oh. No way. Yep. Mm. One and two is the best they've ever done. Yes. So the Broncos just did the best they've ever done on a yes. three-game road trip. Yes, they did. Wow. That's but wild. It's, first of all, it's rare. <laughs> Second of all, it's really hard to win on the road. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's super hard to win on the road. Especially if all accounts and reports was saying that Detroit was popping. It mm-hmm. was bumping today. Yeah. Saturday. Oh, uh, ready to go crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, ready for a party night, huh? <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, God. Oh. And, this, and I feel like this was a real team. This is a real test. I'm not knocking any of our other wins, but this is yeah. the first time we played the starting quarterback. 
with their starting weapons, yeah. <laughs> and they were a formidable opponent. Like, yeah. it was a it was a good test. And then uh, what you hope to see from the Broncos is next week is what the Lions just did. The Lions just had a really embarrassing loss yeah, to the Bears, before. a division opponent who's bad, and they got whooped, twenty eight to thirteen. Yeah. And so do they not deserve the playoffs? <laughs> exactly. And Dan Campbell challenged his best players. Uh, he said, our best players played bad. I expect them to come out and have a bounce back week. Sean now can say the exact same thing about his team, about the best players as well. We tie it wasn't just um, some of the back end. It was everyone had a yeah. really bad game. Uh, and the good thing is you get to come at home on primetime TV again next week, Sunday night football, uh, and uh, you get to play really bad team. So yeah. what, a, what a way to bounce back, or what an opportunity to bounce back, I should say. Michael comes in and says, we really miss Nick Benito this game. Yeah. Pass rush just wasn't no there. No pass rush. Not at all. Good point. Brad says, vibes got messed up when offensive play calling got too cute on the first drive, leading to the fumble. Sean Payton made some questionable decisions after that. I don't think a play-action pass is too cute. <laughs> <laughs> if they did like a flea flicker and they threw it over uh, his head, Melvin Gordon style, then maybe I would have said it was too cute. But it was just a normal play call. Yeah. Good catch by Jerry on that first play too. Yeah, it was uh, the ball was out there, not a bad throw, but good catch and uh, good play after as well. Brad says if la if last week was a team win, this was a team loss. Yeah. Great point. Yes, it was. Hundred percent. And that's exactly what Sean said after the game. He said we were embarrassed. They just beat us all around. Sammy T says um, Goff with five touchdowns. What happened to our defense? <laughs> Everything. Oh, wait, real quick. It's hard to see from here. So for a long time, I thought it said golf STD. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is about to come on? <laughs> Some breaking news. The biggest news of the day. <laughs> and, uh, this last one? Yeah, yeah. David Freeze says, RK jinxed the Broncos country with the Super Bowl talk this week from Banks oh, Burton. If it makes you feel better to blame me, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. It's you, my still, fault. you sticking with it? The point was all about the rest of the NFL. Uh -huh. And the fact that if you get in, anything can happen. The Broncos do sometimes things that win in the playoffs, which is run the ball and play defense. They didn't do it at all today. They got their asses kicked. But yeah, I still feel the same way. The, the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. There's going to be some bad teams in there. Yep. And there are a couple good teams. Most of them aren't in the AFC, though. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I stand, yeah. I stand on it. Um, I have a question yeah. before we wrap up. Uh, I've been wondering this, Drell. You've been a lot of places in your football career, but you're still here in Denver. Why did you end up staying in Denver? Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Definitely one of the big reasons, you know, build a good community here, but... Uh, when I got down here, uh, my wife, she, that was one of the main reasons. She wanted to stay here. Um, I was I was on my way up out of this joint. But then we ended up meeting Todd and him, him and his wife, and my buddy No Sean, him and his uh, fiance. We just made a big old crew out here. And then, you know, when you find community, it's hard to leave. So I think that's been the biggest thing that's keeping us around. It's just Denver got some nice people out here, man. And the weather yeah. is beautiful. We get outdoors. I'm trying to convince them to do uh, naked and afraid style <laughs> camping. So we're about to get that going. So we're about to have that going. We're about to get them 
about to get him on some wild stuff out here in Colorado. So I can definitely. do the camping. I can't do the naked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> definitely, definitely not trying to be naked, man. Definitely trying to do survival. Trying to do survival. Trying to do survival, you know? Shout out to all our wives here. We just whooped them in taboo tonight. Oh, That's a big shout out to you, know what I'm saying? Um. Oh, Wow. This wow, is a, wow. this a rare occasion for them. Y'all didn't put no shot in there. We do we, we, we do couples game nights and they finally got a win. They hype. They hype. They hype today. Yeah, it was a tough night for you guys all around. All I mean. around. Everything else all day, man. Well, we're glad you stayed, man. And uh, I love having all you guys come around. Appreciate it. Oh, it's awesome. Blessings. It's awesome. Blessings. And final one from Josh says, got out or out coached or not or outplayed. Both. Man, both. everything, yeah. both, all the way around. You can't, you can't blame one area of this team because yeah. a play doesn't happen unless it get called, and it doesn't get executed unless the players show up. So yeah. it takes both. Yeah. Yeah. Coach 100%. Prime always says something about like, you should be able to leave every game, every play, saying, "Well, it wasn't me. Like I did my part." I don't know if anyone can say that tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's unfortunately maybe the Jerry truth. Judy. Maybe. (laughs) Oh man! And on that note, we're gonna be out of here. Drill, thanks so. I don't know if you're planning on staying just for ten or fifteen minutes, but you're welcome. It was a blast. Appreciate it. Love it. Awesome insight, Todd. Love it as well, Ryan. Love it as always. And I think we're gonna be off tomorrow. Back on Monday, so stay tuned. Eleven a.m. on Monday. The season's not over. Nope. Big game next week, though. Just the importance of the rest of these games is huge now. But season far from over. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you on Monday. There we go.